Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yesterday, I finished the um, HBO Crime of the Century documentary. Horrible. I'm so happy I do not have any big pharma in my portfolio. I don't know. I would be divesting tons of cash if I did, you know. I mean, companies from like Johnson and Johnson, like all these places are so complicit in the in the pill crisis. I mean, it's just been insane. And they've even used their wealth to change the law, you know, and you just can't trust these politicians. They just can be bribed. That's the problem. You know, and it's almost like so few people have any integrity or any character anymore. You can even catch people in lies now. They just lie and it wouldn't be too hard to just be like, well, let's see some facts. Like, show me how that's true, you know, but they know most people are too lazy to even look or they don't care. They just know that people want to hear what they want to hear. So these politicians all got bought off. And um, it sailed through Congress and Obama signed it. He didn't question it either, which is, you know, we need on the surface. It says when people are in pain, you know, don't don't let the DEA keep people's medications uh, from getting to them because Americans are suffering and they're in pain. That's what it looked like on the surface. But the law really is, you know, the DEA cannot force um a company, even when they're doing something suspicious and possibly illegal to stop production, you know, it's just ridiculous. It, they are worse than the drug dealers on the street. And everybody just sort of turned their head to it because it, it it's white collar crime. It looks better, you know, but if this kind of thing were happening in the community, you know, that's how we got to that phrase, everybody now loves mass incarceration. If people were out on the street pushing drugs at this volume, they would be going to jail. And the fact that none of these people, like one dude, uh, his company was basically saying, selling heroin in a spray form. Um, he got five years. But after he had made millions upon millions of dollars, five years of jail... Five years of probably white-collar jail. I don't know. It's incredible to me. It's like that lady, that weird lady who, um, Elizabeth Holmes, she did that startup. She got $900 million for a prototype of something that didn't even work. I mean, how can you even look at people when you know you're perpetrating a fraud like that? And I get it. Money is nice. Money is like lube. It's God's lube. It makes stuff better and easier. <laughs> Money's awesome. But I don't know. Where where is your character? You know? And I'm not I'm not an angel and I'm not a perfect person. I've done things that ever, like everybody else. You like, oh okay. You know, I remember there was this chick in Walgreens like twenty five years ago. And this Walgreens is no longer in business and I know why. Uh, you know, and I was, I wasn't making very good money back then, like most people in their twenties. And, uh, this girl, I remember I distinctly put about $30 worth of pro product on the conveyor belt 
or whatever to get checked out. And she was like, okay, $7. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and we all got a lot of money. It was like, okay, cool. And I was like, y'all should go to this Walgreens. There's a girl there who'll hook you up. Of course, now that store is out of business. And yes, you know, I should have been like, nah. But I mean, the first time it happened, and I think I only, I think I only went that one time. I can't imagine going back there. It wasn't in my neighborhood anyway. But I didn't correct her. I didn't go to our manager or anything like that, you know. But times have changed. Yesterday, I forgot to scan, like, one of those uh, organic dark chocolate bars. I did a self-checkout. And it was very easy. I could have stuck that chocolate bar in my bag. No one would have noticed. The lady who was supposed to be watching us was um, helping somebody else. And... Instead, I just put it on her desk for when she got back from helping the other lady. And I walked out because, you know, and that was way less than what I got from Walgreens. But time brings about a change. And I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Most of the stuff that people do, it's not really worth it. You know, I don't want to block a real blessing because I had to have a $3 chocolate bar. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, uh... Times aren't hard for me right now. I don't have to steal a candy bar. So I don't know. I just think people's integrity and character are just out here for sale. And it's shameful. And people ought to be embarrassed. You know, I was talking to... Now, see, listen. I've explained. I have a million friends named Kim. I celebrated the first Kim that I ever met her birthday this weekend. I talked to my college roommate, who's named Kim, this weekend, after I was on my way home from another friend named Kim, who I went to high school and college with. After hanging out with her, uh, I, my roommate from college called me, and I was like, hey, Kim, remember Kim? So I know a lot of Kims. <laughs> and I enjoyed all three of them this weekend. They were hilarious and funny and um when I was talking to my Howard roommate, what was fascinating is, you know, uh, we were breaking down some of the things that we've seen. Uh, she lives in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I said, you know what the difference is? Nobody's embarrassed. Like when I was growing up, some of the stuff that people are out here doing and bragging about on social media, I would have been embarrassed. I would have been embarrassed if my parents found out. I would have been embarrassed. Like, my parents put too much time, energy, and money into me for me to turn into, like, a loser. You know, not something to be proud of. Not great. Um, you know, but these people don't think of that. They don't think of themselves as losers. They, they, they're all winners in their own minds. You know, the standards have changed. Like, the standard of excellence for me and a lot of my peers uh, it's higher, you know, and a lot of people have sort of talked themselves into being proud of this really bad behavior. And I said to a uh, roommate, Kim, you know, people just don't have any shame about their shit anymore. Uh, when I was a little kid, that's what old people called it. You know, they need to have some shame about they shit. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have it anymore. And I'm not saying walk around with your head hanging and, you know, you can't hardly make moves because you're so embarrassed about the life you've crafted for yourself. But I'm also not saying 
you know, to be proud of some of the stuff that people seem so proud of, you know, no one's embarrassed. You know, you're not embarrassed at all that you didn't made all these kids that you can't financially support. And the girls aren't embarrassed that they've partnered with these guys who have multiple children all over the place. And, uh, you know, it's just I've heard some crazy things. And the fact like stuff that I would be too embarrassed to tell my friends, let alone my parents, you know, people are putting on Facebook. I think that's probably one of the biggest cultural shifts we've ever seen. And on the outside, it looks like self-esteem. Like, I'm proud of what I've been, you know. Uh, But for real, it's really like, but why are you proud of that? You're just showing us, you're showing the world that you don't have any standards. I don't know. That might be the the beginning of the best question ever asked i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not bragging but that i haven't really put it all together but that could be it you know why are people so proud of things that used to be embarrassing to other generations not being able to read not being good with money being in and out of jail um you know making a bunch of kids you don't know or support, um, not being really smart, uh, not being good at things. Uh, you know, I, people used to be embarrassed by all of those things. People used to be ashamed to let you know they were getting, you know, divorced. And now some people are just like, and this is not all people, of course, but, you know, I've seen people who like, you know, the, the spouse, for, for better or worse, or for sickness and health, they were just like, who cares? It's time to start a new family. You'll be okay. And they just move on. And that used to be embarrassing. People would not do that. People would just stay with somebody miserable for years. And I'm not suggesting that that's the right thing. But to just skip out on somebody who's suffering and could use your help, that used to be unheard of. Like, nobody wanted to be the person that left a a sick spouse. But I don't know. It's like people don't care anymore. They don't care how it looks, even if it looks bad, (laughs) you know, to some people. They somehow spin it to make it look good for themselves. Like, nobody, yeah, like I said, nobody has any shame about their shit. It's just like, whatever it is, you know, I got to be me. I got to keep it 100 or that nonsense. Yeah, it's interesting out here. But yeah, my brain is turning because it's like I finally put all these thoughts together. I had a lot of really fascinating and interesting conversations over the weekend. You all know that's my jam. I love that. I love a good story. And I saw a lot of my favorite people this weekend. So yeah, I had to process a lot. I'm still unpacking it, obviously. But that's the main takeaway from uh, my conversation with my Howard roommate, which is, you know, people just... I mean, they're proud of stuff that would have sent me into a dark room for years. Uh, And part of my whole issues were when I graduated from college, you know, I just thought um, I had a great education and I had a vision and I went out into the world and it got crushed. Literally 30 years, I'm finally prepared to have the career that I wanted when I was 21. That's insane. 
And I was embarrassed. You know, I was embarrassed. I was taking these little terrible jobs just to make money. I would never really focused on having a career. Then all of a sudden, you know, like 10 or 15 years ago, you could be a communication specialist because now everything I knew how to do, everybody wanted. And it's been slow. But now, I mean, I get called for interviews all the time. It's just insane. It really is. It just, I'm a, I guess I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> and everything I've ever read about my, uh, you know, horoscope or personality or anything like that, whether you believe it or not, I have seen stuff that was so factual, it was terrifying. It's like, yes, I did not feel comfortable in my skin. Like I'm the person I'm supposed to be until I was in my 40s. I just didn't. And then after I almost died and I recovered, then you realize, oh, house money. Some people have been living like this the whole time. Like, oh, I'm playing with house money. And so it encourages you and it emboldens you because it's like, you know, I have a finite amount of time here and there are things I want to get done. I've had more progress in the last 10 years than I've had in the last, I mean, the first 40 years of my life because I'm focused and I know what I want and I won't leave here until I get it. Do you understand? And there is no uh, amount of anything that embarrasses me or frustrates me or that will take me off my game ever again. I have a mission. You have a mission. We all are here for a reason. And you have to figure it out. And you you get to respond. And it's okay if it means your mission was to, you know, get married and have four kids. If that If you feel like that was your mission, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if your mission, I think women get punished before having careers, you know, uh, I know many women who couldn't see not working. And then when you tell them they're doing a good job, they look at you like you have three heads. So we have work to do. We have a lot of work to do. But, you know, I think we need to reintroduce a little bit of shame. I mean, people are have are just too free. You know, people are, I think the lack of shame about your own shit is how you can so easily not feel accountable for any of your behavior. And that has been a cultural shift that I think has done a lot of damage to a lot of people in America. That's it. I win. (laughs) Best point ever. I'm not kidding though. I think that's that's pretty solid shit. That's that's a good hit. That is a double. That is the ball uh hitting the bat perfectly. Or the bat hitting the ball perfectly. See? It was I laced a double. Yeah. That's not quite a home run, but every uh every win looks different. I I'll take a double. Albert Pujols used to be the king of just getting on base you know everybody remembers the home runs but that dude that dude could lace a double and change the complexion of the game just from good hitting and yeah I'm equating this to a Albert Pujols double when he played for the Cardinals he never was dead to me but I don't root for other teams so I'm glad he got picked up by the Dodgers I guess uh, I would have liked to seen him in Cardinal Red, um, but we're on a hot streak, so they probably didn't want to mess with the chemistry, but he will always be a Cardinal to me. The Rams are dead to me. Yes, they are. And 
a certain part of NFL business tactics are are dead to me too, but it's still my favorite sport. <sighs> so there we have it. I feel good about that. I'm going to leave it here. Shame can be instructive and we need a little bit of that back, you know, and I'm going to stand on that. So I hope you have a wonderful, I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, we're out, you know, it's late May Again, if you have goals and dreams and stuff you've been talking about, I don't know what else you need. Time is not on your side. You must be productive every single day. You know, fill out your LLC paperwork. Keep your receipts. If I hear any more people tell me they have a company and they don't do the tax stuff, come on, let's go. Live your best life. You don't have forever. And instead of that shutting you down, that should be like rocket fuel. Blast yourself off. Start noting your wins. Look for Judith Culp on Amazon. Judith A. Culp. I have those little notebooks. I'm telling you, the day I read for the first time that I had hit all my goals, I mean, I felt like I was flying. It's a great feeling. And then, like I said, one of my friends was like, well, you just wins, not the losses. No, you don't. You don't need to chronicle your losses. You already know. You need somebody to tell you you didn't win. Come on. All right. Happy Thursday. No, today is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Be well.